the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics, where the conversation always gives you a foundation that is built on biblical principles so you can intellectually and critically learn to weigh out decisions about life with truth, facts, contradictions, and the reality we live in, and history. Host Joe Gaona covers topics like apologetics, worldviews, contemporary culture, and the Word of God to help you articulate a defense for how you live your Christian life. See how you can get involved in support Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics by visiting ThroughoutAllAgesMinistries.com That's ThroughoutAllAgesMinistries.com Joe, where is that magnifying glass? How you doing today? This is Joe with 1530 Apologetics. This is Throughout All Ages Glad to have you here today. We are going to talk on our topic today about BLM, Black Lives Matter organization. Today we will start by engaging our conversation looking at the fundamental belief system of Black Lives Matter. What do they believe compared to Christianity? And this is my topic. What do they believe compared to Christianity? Now, Black Lives Matter is an ideology, although it is very close to a worldview. So we will treat it as a worldview mixed with the influence of different ideologies and sects. If we are looking at a worldview, we consider things like, how did we get here? What are we doing here? How should we live our lives? Who is our God? What is our salvation plan? And where are we going when we die? And although it is not a religious institution, much of what they say has these ramifications of religious qualities all through it. So let's define some of these words. For instance, social justice in the BLM movement. It is the equity of redistribution to a minority oppressed group. This could be race, gender, political, social, economic status. The question that needs to be answered by the individual is, is this redistribution equality of opportunity or is it equality of outcome? Opportunity suggests we can aspire in a free society. Equality of outcome suggests socialism or even dictatorship. A few points to consider in a framework of equity. When you're looking through your lens, are people looking at BLM and social justice as a fundamental belief system that all men are equal and working towards that goal? 
In other words, at times people might do bad things or make good or bad political decisions. But the ideology is that all men are equal and their rights come from God, not man. When you talk about redistribution, are you considering the social construct of subjectivism? Subjectivism in the system you live in. What are we teaching our youth from generation after generation? You see, ideals have consequences. Are we animals? Is hitting a woman or overpowering them wrong? How about rape, murder? Is this always wrong? Can we justify murdering a human being if they can't defend themselves? This all plays a role in how we respond to social justice. How about the culture? The culture that's running amok. We see this more than ever in families, city streets, campuses, in our schools where there is no right or wrong and the Christian God has been chased away. When we talk about social justice in the Imago Dei, made in the image of God, we must take the whole counsel of God to account. The Bible speaks on capital punishment, the protection of the citizens against outside invaders, a nation ruled by laws and authorities. The social justice that the Bible recognizes is built on a standard of truth, the truth God made for his glory, and he made us for his glory. With, with that came a huge responsibility to have wisdom, knowledge, and the fear and the reverence for the Christian God. Also, the Bible speaks of acting contrary to the word of God and dismissing God as a final authority. Now, as we looked at social justice, I want to look at CRT, critical race theory. Critical race theory says if we look at America globally, that they are the oppressor. CRT divides the world into white oppressors and minority victims who are oppressed, whether this be by wealth, education, or social structure, America globally is oppressing the globe. As we dive into United States, the founding fathers who colonized America were white. So they say that everything that ever, they ever did in America had racism attached to it. Racism says it was their ideology. It was within them. They're responding because of the color of their skin. That systematic or systemic racism is embedded in all social institutions, structures, and social relations within our society. An attitude of prejudice that permeates in every scenario that surrounds them. Critical race theory ultimate goal or ultimate goal is to fundamentally remake society so that the victim class eventually dislodges or displaces the oppressor and becomes the ruling class. I wonder if that makes sense to you when you think about that. Intersectionality, when we talk about BLM and this movement of social justice, 
intersectionality was coined in 1989 by Kimberly Crenshaw. Uh, intersectionality is this theoretical framework for understanding how aspects of a person's social and political identities plays out, whether it's gender, race, class, sexuality, ability, height, you would combine these to create this unique unique modes of discrimination as they live their lives intersected with the oppressor. For example, let me let me give you an example here. Let's say you have a totem pole and you have a white woman's experience there. Well, that becomes of no value towards a black woman on that same totem pole. If you had a gay white woman compared to a gay black woman, her value, her value as a black woman increases on the spectrum pole of victimization. If you have a gay black woman when compared to a black trans woman, the black trans woman will trump. Whereas you might have a black Muslim trans woman and this will have more of a say or has been deemed more victimized as we look at the structure of this totem pole. When we talk about white privilege, it is a narrative that commands white people to sit in obedience and listen, to understand that they are racist, that they don't know that they are, but they are, and that the white supremacist must sit in obedience, listen quietly to the arguments about their unjust gains as well as their obligation to provide a remedy for the oppressed minority. The talk? Well, the talk must be in the realm of emotionalism, my story, not so much the facts or evidence of statistics, but more about who I am and my feelings and what I've been through as a victim. And you are stained for being white. And that will not go away or that will not come off of you. And how I look at a belief system, whether it's religious, ideology, or secular institution, I ask these five questions. Here are the five questions. Who is your God? Remember, when we look at any religious ideal or thought, if we look at an ideology, or any type of secular institution, we need to ask the question, who is your God? And what is when I ask the question, who is your God, is it something or someone or a group or some type of society? Or who? what is your salvation plan? When we talk about salvation plan, it has to do with either you're trying to attain something or you're ty- trying to redeem something Every group has a salvation plan. How did you get here? What do you talk about when you talk about how you got here? What is your purpose in this life? And how ought you to live in this life that you're living? And where are you going when you die? If you take these five essential criterias, you will break down or find the inconsistencies in your worldview or someone else's worldview. So 
as we continue talking, we're going to talk about the topics of salvation, reconciliation, and forgiveness, unity, parenting, and family, human sexuality, and government, and civil authorities. We will be back. This is Joe with 1530 Apologetics Throughout All Ages. Stay with us. Don't go away because there is much more to come with Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics on K-Praise. Throughout All Ages Ministry 1530 Apologetics goes into the public high school to build up the student's character to intellectually think about their worldview and weigh it with truth. Studies show 75 to 85% of all college students who grew up in a Christian home are walking away from their faith. For more information about 1530 Apologetics, go to throughoutallages.com. Join Creation Fellowship Santee's Apologetics Speaker Series Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. via Zoom. 1 Peter verse 3, chapter 15 says, To always be ready to give a reason for the hope that we have. Creation Fellowship Santee's brand name apologetic speakers will do just that. Equip you with the knowledge and tactics to explain your Christian faith. Get equipped Thursday nights at 6.30. Learn more on Facebook and YouTube at Creation Fellowship Santee or email creationfellowshipsantee at gmail.com. Welcome back to Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics. And now, here's your host, Joe Gaona on K-Praise. How you doing to the second half of Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics? And we're talking and comparing Christianity with Black Lives Matter. As we start our discussion here, it's, it's about our starting point. It's to ask the question, who is your God? As a Christian, you have fundamental rights that were given by your creator, inalienable rights. That there is this one God and he told us he is the only God and that he is personal. We find this in Isaiah 43.10. It says, understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. That God does not lie. In Numbers 23.19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. He has said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? We know everything God has said or written down is true, because God does not lie. Jesus also told us in John fourteen six, as he was down on the earth in the first century, as a historical figure, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life and that no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus' word and his written word is our starting point. Everything else we do and think in life comes from the lens of the one who is faithful and true. Jesus said you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve two worldview or two ideologies. You will love one or hate the other. Why? Because you will begin to find inconsistencies 
that will clash against two worldviews that you're trying to hold on to. And we have to look at his love letter, the Bible. What are we comparing? Well, we, we are comparing this, what do I know? The, es, the epistemology of who God says he is and the epistemology of what Black Lives Matter has about who they are. Now, if God is saying things about who he is, and his word is true, what that means is his word is absolute. You are made in God's image. And how you ought to live your life is a prescription that he gives us, as opposed to a description. You see, a description tells us what something looks like. A prescription is a goal, telos, an end result how we ought to be. So the question of the day that you have to ask yourself is, what did God say, right? What did God say? When you talk about the Christian worldview, there are two points to talk about here. One worldview says that you are in the world. So we are asking, well, how did you get here? And what is your purpose? Now, if you are of the world and you are an atheist or a skeptic, there is this one guy, Richard Dawkins. He was an infamous atheist. And this is what he had to say. He said, the universe we observe has precisely the properties we should expect. Bottom up, no design, no purpose, no evil, no good. Nothing but blind, pitiless indifferences. So if there is no God to hold you accountable, then this is where you should be. Bottom line, no purpose, no right or wrong. And if there is no Christian God, what are we arguing about? There is no right. There is no wrong. There is no purpose, just pitiless indifferences. Now, if you believe in God, and God made you in his image, he gave you these inalienable rights, and he will judge the whole world one day. And because he is a just God, he has a standard for us to follow. You see, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these is life, liberty, and the pursuit of peace. Remember, we are talking about who is your God and how did you get here and what are you doing here? We know from the founders of the BLM, Black Lives Matter, that they are Marxists. And as a Marxist, tearing down religion and God is necessary to build a society. This is why statues have to come down. Even if that statue represents uh, a man who has worked his whole life to abolish slavery. In fact, everything they want to transform on their website is in so many ways against the Christian God. The BLM founders are spiritists who call on the dead to talk to the spirits and they have made this clear. 
The Bible is clear on this also in Deuteronomy 18.10. It tells us that they shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire of one who practices witchcraft or soothsayer or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer or one who conjures spells or a medium or a spiritist or one who calls upon the dead. For all those who do these things, they are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God will drive them out. In Galatians 5, we say now the works of the flesh are evident. Idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, and jealousies, jealousies, outbursts of wrath of which I tell you beforehand that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So who is your God? You see, BLM, their God is a God made in their own imagination. So by default, how did they get here? Or what are you doing here? Are under the atheist, the skeptics worldview. It isn't enough to say, I believe in a higher power. Demonstrating who you believe, it will show by how you live your life and the things, the words, the the communication that comes out of your mouth. When we think of Black Lives Matter as a as a religious group, they have many connotations that we can compare to Christianity. For instance, original sin in Christianity is that we live in this life with sin, and we're all running from God. But God needs to redeem us. There's that salvation plan. God needs to redeem us. What original sin is to Black Lives Matter is white privilege. The male, our founding fathers were white and they are racist and they are stained and nated in them this racism. When we talk about epiphany, the epiphany to a Christian is those who are born Again, and to the Black Lives Matter epiphany is to be woke, to be awakened that there is this oppressor and there is the oppressed. Christianity has something called sanctification, that we're set apart unto God to do God's work to be more and more like him, which this is a work that God does in and through us. But for BLM, Sanctification is activism, virtual signaling all your life from the point that you have realized that you have this epiphany of being woke or oppressed, that there is this activism, this virtual signaling that goes on for the rest of your life. In Christianity, you have orthodoxy, God's written word. Whereas with BLM, it's political correctness, a new canon, a new Bible that's called uh, psychology, new books, and with new nuances. When we talk about Christianity, there will be redemption. 
a redemption will take place to make you a new person, to take away your sins, to take away your actions and how you live, to make you a new creature, a new person in Christ Jesus. Whereas in the BLM movement, it's a perpetual penance of asking forgiveness of something that you cannot take off. You are stained with racism as a white person. So let's talk a minute about salvation. What is salvation? Well, we know salvation is someone or something that will rescue you from a major conflict or problem, or you're trying to attain something. Now, the Bible tells us that man is deprived, desperately wicked, not because of the basis of the color of their skin, but it is an action of the will to run from God, to become your own God. Now, that is a huge difference. We have verses that say all have sinned, not just those with white skin, but all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Remember, God is righteous and a just God. And what that means is there is no wickedness in Christianity's God, no partiality, that we are all condemned and separated from God. It tells us in Psalms 14 that the Lord had looked down from heaven upon the sons of men to see if there are any who understood him, who seek after God. They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. And we'll talk more about this next week. This is Joe with 1530 Apologetics Throughout All Ages. You have a good day. That's a take. And this has been Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics. You can learn more about your host, Joe Gaona, how to support and get involved with 1530 Apologetics by visiting ThroughoutAllAgesMinistries.com. That's ThroughoutAllAgesMinistries.com. 1530 Apologetics is vigorously setting the pace to give easy answers to hard questions in the culture we live in. So be sure to join Joe at this same time next week for more biblical principles to help you intellectually and critically learn to weigh out decisions about life with truth, facts, contradictions, the reality we live in, and history. This has been Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics on K-Praise. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 